Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You are tuned in to Channel Islam International. You are listening to the program Tazkia, which comes out every Laylatul Jumu'ah from our studios, and our honorable guest is Sheikh Kamaluddin, live out of Pakistan. Alhamdulillah, if you have any input for the program, uh, don't hesitate to contact us on our email address at iiciinetwork.net. And if you have any questions for Sheikh Kamaluddin Ahmed, then the SMS line is 0027-8466-88199. Now, this being the 27th of Shaban, 1432, which corresponds with the 28th of July, 2011, uh, it's going to be our last program uh, just before Ramadan. And inshallah, in Ramadan, we're not going to be having any programs. Uh, uh, after Ramadan, the programs will resume. We thank our Sheikh as always for giving us his valuable time. And Sheikh gave us some very, very valuable advice last week. Uh, and inshallah, this Sheikh will continue to still give us some advice. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all, uh, listening into CII, uh, all the mu'minin throughout the length and breadth of this world to make amal on the nasihat that our Sheikh is giving us. Uh, Sheikh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, that was very inspiring advice you had given us last week. Inshallah, Sheikh may proceed with uh, further advice for our listeners uh, this evening. Jazakallah khairu Ya Yuhazina Amanu, Kutiba Anekumasyam, Kama Kutiba Anadina Min Kamlukum La Ambakum Tatakun. Subhana Rabbikarabil Izati Amma Yusifun, Wasalamun Adal Musalina Walhamdulillahin Bin Anameen, Allahumma Sanyana Sinuna Muhammad, Bala Ali Sidna Muhammadin Wabarak Sana. Allahumma salli ala sallina Muhammad ala ala sallina Muhammadin wa ba'dik Last week we were talking about preparing for this month of Ramadan and one of the things I ended on was that this month of Ramadan is a month of Maghfirah, is a month of Rahmah, is a month of Itkum min al-Nar, is a month of Allah Ta'ala's mercy, a month of Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and then a month of Allah Ta'ala emancipating us from the fire of Jahannam. And we had mentioned that there are three types of Muslims, and therefore Allah SWT divided this month of Ramadan into three sets of ten days. The first Muslim was that one who comes to the month of Ramadan well prepared, who has prepared hard in the month of Sha'ban and Ramadan, that person who has maybe even had all of their sins forgiven on the night of the 15th of Sha'ban. And this person, when they enter the month of Ramadan, they start drowning in the mercy of Ramadan from the very minute it starts. So we give the example of people who are regular in their salah throughout the year. And in the month of Rajab and Sha'ban, in preparation for Ramadan, they made themselves steadfast in their salah. And then... When the first day of the first ten days of Ramadan started, Allah Ta'ala sent His mercy upon them by accepting all of their salawat, their prayers, 
making up for whatever small deficiencies they may have had in their prayers and decreeing for them to continue to be amongst the Muslimin and Muqimin on the Salah and regular established and firmly established on their Salah throughout the year and may even give them tawfiq to pray the Hajjad and other Nawafil and other prayers that they may not be able to pray and bestow upon them tawfiq to pray a better quality and have more feeling in prayer. Then we mentioned that there was a second type of person, and that was the person who was in a mix. They're an on-off Muslim. Sometimes they are worshipping Allah and being righteous and fulfilling His commands and avoiding sin. But other times in their life, they neglect the commandments of Allah and sometimes they also fall into and slip into sin. So for the second group of Muslims, if even they spend 10 full days of Ramadan completely drowning themselves in their ubudiyah, making themselves the perfect, absolute, obedient servants and slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then by even just 10 days of Ramadan is sufficient to earn them starting from the 11th day of the maghfirah and the forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That means that they spent the first 10 days changing and repenting and renouncing their ways, and even just by the second 10 days, Allah Taala will decree this month as a month of maghfirah or forgiveness for such a person, and then also send His rahmah and mercy on such a person, and then make them a person and give them tawfiq, to make them a person to become a person who prays regularly and offers all of their salawat. Then there's a third type of believer, and that is that Muslim who did not do any acts of worship at all. Maybe didn't do any acts of piety, any acts of righteousness, maybe not even any acts of charity, any acts of kindness. Neglected the commandments and obligations. And maybe even engaged and involved themselves and maybe even involved others in sin. So spent the whole year in a ghafla, in neglect of Allah subhanahu wa and their deen. So much so that prior to the start of Ramadan, they had earned themselves a place in the fire of Jahannam, so much so that if they had passed away on, let's say, the 29th of Shaban, they actually would have been destined for Jahannam. But the power of Ramadan is such that even if such a person spends the first 20 days of this month sincerely, fasting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, abstaining from sin, fulfilling all the obligations and commandments, and by the last 10 days of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa can forgive that person for a lifetime of neglect and sin. Allah subhanahu will send His mercy on that person and decree for them to be amongst the muhtadun, amongst those who are rightly guided. And Allah subhanahu wa will remove their name from the ranks of hellfire. This is what Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about this month of Ramadan. That awwalahu rahmatun, that the beginning 10 days of it is a mercy from Allah. And the middle ten days are a forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the last ten days are an emancipation from the fire of Jahannam. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put many features in this month, many, many features in this month of Ramadan that enable a person to, in a short, a short period of time, ayyama ma'dudat, in numbered days, Earn and attract the forgiveness and mercy of Allah SWT. So we're going to mention one by one from the discourses of our Shaykh, the different features that Allah SWT has put in Ramadan, 
and that had been revealed to us and taught to us by Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam in different and numerous ahadith. The first feature of Ramadan is that the Prophet said that in the month of Ramadan, Allah Subhanahu is going to chain all of the shayateen. That means, first of all, the number one shaitan himself, Iblis himself, will be in chains. And all of his minions from the jinn, shayateen, will also be in chains. And this may also mean that the agents of shaitan, which are sometimes human beings and sometimes other forces, would also be chained, in other words, be rendered ineffectual in this month of Ramadan. And so this is the ultimate help that Allah SWT can give, because whenever you want to, one way to help your friend is to contain their enemy. One way to help your friend is to take care of their enemy. One way to help your friend is to completely prevent the enemy of your friend from being able to do anything to him. So this is a sign that Allah SWT said in Quran, Allahu waliyul amanu, and elsewhere, Allahu waliyul mu'mineen. That Allah Taala is the friend of the believers, and as part of that friendship, He is going to protect us from our enemy, Shaitan, who Allah Taala also is referred to in Quran as the Dumumubin, as that being His clear, open, manifest enemy to us. So it means that now, then, a believer will be able to spend the entire 29:30 days of the lunar month of Ramadan purifying themselves from sin. Right, in an environment and in such a way that shaitan has been imprisoned. The chaining of shaitan also specifically leads to ease in ibadah. The chaining of shaitan and the shaitan will make it easier for us to engage in ibadah and in idat, in obedience to Allah SWT. But we will find in the month of Ramadan, unfortunately, that we may still feel temptations and desires to sin. And the reason for that is the temptations and desires and sin were due to our nafs. The temptations and desires sin were due to our nafs, and the nafs is still with us in Ramadan. But let us not forget what we mentioned last time, that abstaining from food and drink is going to help us restrain our nafs. So Allah Ta'ala has already put that feature in Ramadan, namely the fasting, which will enable us to restrain our nafs. And by chaining the shateen, Allah Ta'ala is going to make it easier for us to worship and easier for us to obey. Because what happens when a person normally intends to worship or attempts to obey Allah SWT, shaitan uses his power of wasasa and insinuates and whispers into us that I'm too weak, I won't be able, I don't have the himma, I don't have the strength, I don't have the ability, I'm not worthy of this imada, I am a hypocrite. And by all these different types of wasawas, he keeps us away from imada, keeps us away from kitab or obedience to Allah SWT. So chaining of, shaitan, chaining of shaitan and all of the shaitan in this month is the first way where Allah Taala makes it easier for us in the month of Ramadan, inshaAllah, to attain and earn his makhra and his rahmah. Second way is that Nabi Akreem Sallallahu has mentioned these, that Allah Taala is going to close the gates of Jahannam. Now, what effect does this have on us? So it comes in a date that Jahannam actually cries out or calls out or beckons its denizens and its future residents to it. So one way this may help some of us is those of us that who have become so distant from Allah SWT and are actually destined for Jahannam prior to Ramadan, when Allah Ta'ala closes the gates in Jahannam, then our subconscious self or maybe our spiritual self or our subconscious spiritual self will not hear the beckoning of Jahannam because the gates of Jahannam will be closed. 
second meaning it means is that just like sometimes we give this as an example in Pakistan, that when it's extremely hot as it is in the season, and one of the room has an air conditioning and the other room doesn't. So if you open up the gate doors of one of the rooms, or rather if you close the doors of the hot room, then the heat of the hot room won't enter into the room that you want to get cold. So just like that, by closing the gates of Jahannam, then the heat of Jahannam, which was perhaps somehow, maybe in a spiritual sense, spilling over into this world or calling out or reaching it out to the future denizens of Jahannam, or in some way, in any way, shape, or form, the lack of barakah, the negative, but the negative feelings of Jahannam will be saved from us when the gates of Jahannam are closed. The third thing corresponding to this third feature in the month of Ramadan is that Allah subhanahu ta'ala will cast wide open the gates of Jannah. This is a special gift that Allah subhanahu ta'ala will give this ummah, that there is a particular gate of Jannah called Bab al-Rehan, and that is that gate by means of which the fasters, those who regularly fast in Ramadan with all of its etiquettes and adab, again, fulfilling all the requirements and things from sin, and they do this every year of their life, they will be able to enter Jannah through this gate, Baba Rehan. And that is why it comes in a day, and it's a sunnah, that Sayyidina Rasulullah used to make excessive du'a for Jannah in this month of Ramadan, and making this du'a, Allahumma inni as'alakum Jannah. But, oh Allah, I ask that you grant me Jannah. And I will become an anad, and I ask, Allah, that you save me and get me refuge from the fire of Jannah. Here we can understand that Allah subhanahu wa cast open the gates of Jannah the same way that I mentioned that if you have an air-conditioned room and you open its doors, but then the cool wind of the AC will flood and flow into the next room. Just like that, by casting open the gates of Jannah, then the cool breeze and fragrance and bounties and blessings, that's what it means by the cool breeze and fragrance of Jannah, the bounties and blessings and rahma and fiyuzat and umarat and tanjiliyat and other forms of sending on Jannah, those will flow and ebb into this world. And specifically, it's an issue of mercy because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Biyakim Sallallahu taught us in the Hadith that out of all of Allah subhanahu wa mercies, only one is in this world in 99 parts of the Akhirah. So when the gates of Jannah are cast open, then those 99 percent of the mercies will last into this world, into the lives of the Mu'minin. Another meaning of Allah Subhanahu casting open the gates of Jannah is that Allah Subhanahu will be populating, colonizing Jannah in this month, and Allah Subhanahu will be allotting as many believers as possible to Jannah during this month of Ramadan. So we should all repeatedly, when the month of Ramadan comes, we should make dua for these blessings. The fourth feature Allah Ta'ala has put in this month is Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in Hadith that fasting is a shield. And that when we therefore fast, inshallah, in the month of Ramadan, we will have this shield. Now, shield is something that is used to protect someone. It doesn't specify in Hadith what it is a shield from, but we can understand that it is a shield from Arnaf, it is a shield from Jahannam, it is a shield from Shaitan, it is a shield from our own vices, our own bad attributes, our own bad character. And we feel all of that, that when we fast in the month of Ramadan, we are less likely to manifest our bad behavior. We are normally on our better behavior. And we are less likely to be tempted by the allures and attractions of this world. 
So a shield, in essence, is that thing that keeps us in hifaza, in protection. And we are safeguarded. What it means is that we are safeguarded by the shield that is this month of Ramadan. The fifth benefit, but that is something I had mentioned, is that the special gate of Jannah that Allah Ta'ala has made for the fasting believers. So the example of this at some time is when, you know, there's a special line for a special group of people, like when you travel at the airport, when you arrive at a country, there's always a special line for those people who are citizens and residents of the country. And in some countries, they're processed extremely quickly, like a fast track. Sometimes they just have their passports looked. They don't even have to have them stamped. So just like that, Babur Rehan is a fast track entry lane into Jannah for the people who would have fasted regularly every month throughout their adult mature life. And this is indeed the way our Sheikh mentions this particular incident. He likens it to a fast track in immigration. The next feature in the month of Ramadan that Allah Ta'ala has specially put in this in the upcoming month of Ramadan in order to increase his forgiveness upon us is that Allah Ta'ala Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Hadith that Allah Ta'ala will increase the sawab of every act in the month of Ramadan. In what way that every farth act, every act that is obligatory, Allah Ta'ala will increase it by seventy fold. means that whenever a person does anything that is farz, they will get the reward of 70 faraid. So an example of that is prayer. And normally when a person prays throughout a month, if they prayed five times a day for 30 days, they would have gotten the swab of 150 prayers. However, in the month of Ramadan, every farz act is multiplied by 70. So every prayer equals 70 prayers. Five times a day, daily prayers would be 350 prayers. And if there are 30 days, not 29, but 30 full days of the month, then by the end of the month, they would have had the swab of 10,500 prayers. As opposed to just 150 prayers. And also doing this because people normally use the month of Ramadan more and more in Ibadah. And Allah wants to bestow upon them more and more swab. And the second thing that Nabiya Karim Sosa mentioned in Hadith is Allah Ta'ala increases the sawab of optional act, what we call nafil mustahab and mundub, that the person who does one nafil act will get the reward of a fard. So that means in all of the tarawih and all of the sunnah prayers that a person prays, they will all get reward of a fard. So that would be if a person prays 20 rakats of tarawih, then that would mean a person will get another 600 fard. And then if a person prays as they should, all of the emphasized sunnahs in a day, so the two before Fajr and the four before and two after Zohar, so that makes eight. And then again two after Maghrib, that is ten. And then another two after Isha, that is twelve. And then so the, uh, those twelve prayers that they do every day, would, they would get the sawab of far for that. So this is a special way Allah subhanahu ta'ala has done. He has increased the rate and the reward of the actions and a'mal and righteous deeds that we do in the month of Ramadan. That is why a person also likes to give charity in this month. A person would want to be kind in this month, perhaps especially to those who they have been unkind to. A person would want to be forgiving in this month to those who perhaps they were unforgiving to because those acts of kindness and those acts of forgiveness would also be a'mal that whose swab is multiplied manifold in this month.
The next special feature, Allah SWT has put in the month of Ramadan so that we can more easily and more swiftly attain His maghfirah, His forgiveness and rahmah and mercy is that Allah SWT has overall made the month a month of kubuliyat or acceptance of du'a but specifically Allah Ta'ala has put two special times of acceptance of du'a in that month and those times are number one, the time when we break the fast so whenever a person breaks the fast at that moment, the iftar, at the moment of breaking the fast, Allah Ta'ala accepts the du'as that they make. And this is because that this is a very special moment for a believer, that every second of the day that they were fasting counted as ibadah, and that too a far of ibadah. So they have come to Allah Ta'ala with a continuous act of worship, and this is much, you know, much more than what they normally have outside the month of Ramadan. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at the moment that they're going to break their fast, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts their du'a. This is why a person should spend at least three to five minutes before breaking the fast, making du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all earnest, and the family members and the women at home should do the same. This Ramadan is not the month of eating extremely hot, piping hot savories or patties right at the crack of sunset, and the same Ramadan is the month of making du'a and being caught in a state of worship right at the crack of sunset. To be doing ayin ibadah, ayin zikr right at the crack of sunset. So it's better than in the homes of the mu'mineen and muslimin that if the women folk and the children and the men folk gather on the dastakhan, on the table spread about three to five minutes before sunset, and they make du'a to Allah Taala until they hear the sound of Azan or until they know that the time to break the fast has occurred. And the other time with Allah Ta'ala accepts du'a is the time of suhoor or at the last moment before a person takes the fast or begins the fast. So again, the person should try to spend the last five or ten minutes of the night engaged in ibadah and worship to Allah Ta'ala and making du'a and is the part of Allah Ta'ala. Our Shaykh used to mention that Laylatul Qadr that Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in Qur'an al-Kareem about Laylatul Qadr that hatta matla in the fajr that it lasts until the dawning of the dawn until the cracking of the dawn and that means that whichever night Laylatul Qadr is the barakat lasts all the way until fajr so if in the month of Ramadan a person every night spends the last 10 minutes before fajr making dua to Allah Ta'ala or spends even more time making ibadah and zikr and tilawah to Allah SWT, then they can say with confidence and surety after the month of Ramadan has passed that they guarantee themselves that they actually worshipped on the night of Lailat al-Qadr because in fact they were worshipping every single night in the last few moments of the night. The next special feature that Allah SWT has put in this month of Ramadan so that we can get Allah Ta'ala's special mercy is Allah Ta'ala orders all of His creation to make du'a in maghfira du'a in for the passing person all creations mean all of the birds and flying creatures in the air all of the fish and plankton and amoeba and whales in the oceans and all of the creatures that walk the lands of this earth each and every one is making du'a for that person who is fasting. 
And what is the dua that they're making? They're making the dua of Maghfirah. Now, I can just imagine that if a hundred thousand million creatures or billions and trillions of creatures make dua and maghfirah for that person, even then how is it, it would not befit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to not uh, condescend, not to agree, not to concede to these duas, not to accept these duas, to not forgive that person. So this is also a special mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given onto a person. In fact, in one hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually tells the person that I will appoint all of my creation to make dua for you, my fasting believer. Throughout the whole day that you're fasting, and then Allah ta'ala then tells the angels that, oh, my angels, look how my birds are making dua for the fasting believers. Look how my fish are making dua for the fasting believers. How my ants are making dua for my fasting believers. And then Allah Ta'ala will then tell the angels that how can I not accept the du'as of my birds and fish and ants? How, how, how can I not accept the du'as of all my, all the creatures in the air and all of the creatures in the oceans and the water bodies and all of the creatures that walk on this earth? So this will also be another means in which a mu'min, a believer, can earn and attract the mercy and forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala towards them. The next special feature is that Sayyidina Rasulullah said in hadith that every night of Ramadan, 100,000 people will be freed from the fire of Jannah. Now if we take that, 100,000 believers, so there are 30 nights of Ramadan, that would mean that 3 million believers will be freed through this means. It doesn't mean that only 3. There will be millions and millions upon millions of believers, inshallah, will be forgiven by Allah in this month of Ramadan. But of those billions and millions of Muslims who will be forgiven, three million will be forgiven in this way that Allah Ta'ala decided to free 100,000 Mu'mineen every single night in Ramadan. That's why we should all make dua every night. Allahumma jinnana, Allahumma firlana, Allah Ta'ala save us from the fire of Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala forgive us. Allah make us amongst this group of 100,000 and we should make the dua every night. Allah make us amongst this group of 100,000 believers who you forgave in these nights of Ramadan and whose names, although earlier were written in the register of the people of Jahannam, but now their names will be written, inshallah, in the register of the people of Jannah. In another hadith here, Rasulullah even gave a greater example, perhaps even more than 100,000, that every night Allah frees as many people from Jahannam as there are hairs on all the goats of the large flock of a particular tribe known as the Bani Salt. And so one may think that there were more than 100,000, there were millions of hairs on their goats. So that would mean Allah Ta'ala may be freeing millions of people every night from the fire of Jahannam. And we should be all the more inclined towards extracting that mercy of Allah Ta'ala towards us. And we should be making dua to Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, and you are that being who is freeing millions and freeing hundreds of thousands and hundreds and hundreds of thousands upon hundreds of thousands and even millions, Ya Allah, surely you can include my own humble name, my own infinitesimal name, my own meaningless name in the names of those who are freed from the fire of Jahannam. The next special feature Allah Ta'ala has put in this month of Ramadan so that you attain and earn his special mugfra and rahmah is this night known as Lail Tokada. 
Allah beschreibt in dem Koran, that this night of Qadr, this night of power, this night of worship is better than a hundred thousand, better than one thousand nights spent outside the month of Ramadan. And one thousand nineteen eighty three years and uh, a few months. So what does this mean? That this night is better than one thousand months. That this single night is better than 1,000 months, and 1,000 months means 83 years and a few months of worship. So what does it mean if a person worships on this one night? It will be as if they were worshiping for 80 plus years nonstop. If they make dua this one night, it will be as if they had been making dua for 80 plus years. If they make toba on this night, it will be as if they had offered 80 years of toba to Allah Taala. So this will be a way that Allah Taala can we tilt the balance, tilt the balance of our scales on the day of judgment and take, tilt the balance of our deeds and amal on the day of judgment onto the tips of hair such that we will be able, be enabled to go to Jannah based on this hadith or based on this feature of Laylatul Qadr as mentioned in Quran. And we've already mentioned how a person would be able to locate and be sure that they always find Laylatul Qadr. The next feature is that Allah Ta'ala has put some even more features in Ramadan so a person can earn their makhra. And you know, it may happen, and one of them is on the very last night of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala will free as many people from Jahannam, as many believers from Jahannam, on the last, single last night of Ramadan, as Allah Ta'ala freed in the whole month of Ramadan. So this is for the latecomers, the slackers, the ones who took Ramadan for granted, the ones who didn't optimize their time during the month of Ramadan, the ones who were running late in the month of Ramadan. So Allah SWT prophet, but maybe these people will only turn to me towards the end. So then what would happen? So then Allah SWT said, okay. Then Allah SWT says, I will decree the end, the last night of Ramadan, in other words, the night before the 29th, the night between, before the 30th fast, to be a night of special mercy. And as many people I freed from Jahannam all month long, I will free as many people from Jahannam on this last and final night of Ramadan. This is also a mercy and incentive to us to keep begging Allah's forgiveness and to keep worshipping right up all the way till the end of Ramadan, right up to and including the very last night of this month of Ramadan. And another feature that Allah Taala put is the night before Eid, right, and this is the first night of Shawwal, this is known as Laylatul Ja'izah. And here also Allah Taala decreed this night as a night of worship and as a night of forgiveness, and that if a person can be forgiven on the night before Eid. And the next special mercy Allah Spontaneous put, special feature Allah put in this month of Ramadan, is Eid Salah itself, and it comes in the day that the day of Ramadan said that the angels send their greetings and glad tidings to the person who comes for Eid Salah. And when the person rises up to return home, after having finished the Eid Salah, the angel greets such a person and tells them that you should rise in such a state that you are most fulin, that you have been forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this last night before Eid is also a special night in which if we could pray in it for the mercy of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted to us. 
And the final and last and perhaps most important special mercy that Allah Ta'ala has put in this month of Ramadan, it comes in a day that Sri Nanasimullah Sallam said that when the believer comes before Allah Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment, in his book of deeds there will be written the Amal of fasting, but the reward for the fasting won't be written. Instead of that, in place of the reward, there will be the sentence in which Allah Ta'ala says, and this means, number one, that the fast was done for my sake, and I will myself reward it. And this shows that this is a reward that is even greater than what Allah subhanahu wa reward that is even greater than the angels will be able to encompass or enumerate or keep track of or keep the sound of or write down in a book of deeds. So Allah Allah Ta'ala will himself write down and dictate what the rewards be in exchange for fasting. And the second meaning of this debate has been taken as a somali. the fasting was for me, and me, I, I am the recompense or the compensation for the person who had iman in me. It means Allah Ta'ala himself. And this is a special mercy that if we fast in the month of Ramadan, not only will we get taqwa la'allakum tattakoon, not only do we hope for the rahmah and maghfirah and itkum in al-nar, that Allah Taala mentioned in the hadith, but if we actually spend this month of Ramadan by fasting, and if we take the second meaning of the hadith, and it means that by the end of this month, Allah Taala will be ours. Why? Because only and only when, if we make ourselves His. And this is what Allah Ta'ala is offering throughout the year. This is what Allah Ta'ala is offering in the deen of Islam. But this is also what Allah Ta'ala is specifically offering in this month of Ramadan. And this is why, as I mentioned last time, this month of Ramadan has been viewed as the month of Gulaya. Not just the month of Maghfirah, not just the month of Ibadah, not just the month of Talawah, not just the month of Quran, not just the month of understanding Quran, but rather, this is all more important than that. This month is a month of Wilaya, that a person can attain the nearness and proximity to Allah Subhanahu wa and become Allah Subhanahu special friend and protected friend and guarded friend. So Allah Subhanahu is finding all of these different ways to maximize His mercy in the month of Ramadan. How we should remember that Sayyidina Rasulullah once was in Masjid Nabi. And when he was climbing up the mihrab, he said, Ameen. And the Sahaba asked the Prophet that, why did you say Ameen? And Sayyidina Rasulullah responded by saying that when I was putting my steps on the member, Angel Jibreel came. And at that moment, I was making dua. And my dua was that, woe be to, may a calamity befall on that person who has the ability to fast who witnesses the month of Ramadan, who witnesses the month of Ramadan, who lives through all these features of maghfirah and special forgiveness and mercy from Allah subhanahu wa in this month of Ramadan, but that Muslim, that believer, man or woman, still fails to get and earn the mercy of Allah. So the angel Jibreel made this dua, and woe be to such a person, and the Prophet said, Ameen to this dua. So that means that the Prophet is Rahmatul Alameen. He is the most merciful being to all of the universes, 
after Allah subhanahu ta'ala. He is the most merciful one after Allah subhanahu ta'ala. And if Rahmatullah al-Alameen, who is so kind and just and soft and gentle, if even he feels this way, that if even he feels this way, and even Sayyidina Rasulullah despite or notwithstanding his incredible softness and mercy and gentleness for the Ummah, he also feels that if a member of his Ummah should live through the month of Ramadan and experience and have access to all the features that were mentioned, and even then they fail to get themselves forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so woe be unto them, woe unto such a person. And this was the dua that came into Grilla Islam was making, and this is what Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa on. So we should view, you know, alhamdulillah, that we have been given this golden chance and get another chance, another month of Ramadan. And we should try to make use of this month as much as we can. We should view this month as the month of Malaya. And Allah SWT said in two eyes of Quran, Allah SWT said, another Allah SWT said, and that Allah SWT mentions, uh, that there are no people of taqwa in awliya'ahu illa muttaqoon the other of the people of wilaya except the people of taqwa because we should view this month of Ramadan as a month in which we can get wilaya we should view ourselves as the law and renegade and distracted Muslims who have for some reason allowed ourselves to become distant from our Rabbi Kareem and we should feel that we are muhatib of that karam in Quran that what is it that has duped you, deceived you, defrauded you about your Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your Rabbi Kareem, your most kind and generous and sustaining love. So we should try and we can view ourselves as if we are what one of our grandkids used to call the runaway slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Ramadan we are being presented once again in front of Him and we should promise and pledge and ask for His help as for his health, if we're not even strong enough to have the himmah to make the pledge in our heart. But otherwise, all of us should have the promise and pledge in our heart that in this month of Ramadan, upcoming month of Ramadan, not only do we want to attain, attain the forgiveness and mercy of Allah Taala, we want to attain his status of Izza, the status of chastity, and that we want that in this month of Ramadan, that we want a month of Wilaya, we want this month to be a month of Bunaya for us, for us in that wana. And alhamdulillah, he's a bit on me. Alhamdulillah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, 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 is drawing near to us in the cream and able to be prepared for that month of Ramadan. Let us make use and benefit from each and every feature of that month of Ramadan. Let us not have the sad words of dangers of real du'as and the Prophet Ameen ever come upon us and instead, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, right, that you make us successful in this month of Ramadan. Let the tawfiq from your karam and fadl in this month, upcoming month of Ramadan, make it a month of change a month of transformation, a month of Toba, a month of Taqwa, a month of Tazkiyah, a month of Tanbiyah, a month of Ta'neem. Ya Allah, Ya Bikareem, we ask that you grant us such a great and wonderful month in this Ramadan that it is enabled to be a kafar and expiation for all of our past sins 
And yet, Lord, we make dua for all each and every individual and all the communities across the world who may tune in to listen to us. And we ask that you enable each and every one of us to do amal on all the advices that were offered this year and that you bring us back afresh and anew and spiritually recharged this month of Ramadan, inshallah, next year.